Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. Hey. All right. Welcome to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah. Having a good day. Let's start the pod. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna try something new this time uh, because I don't have full access to the internet, so I can't look up fun news stories and stuff. I'm going to just see what we come up with. I do have access to Twitter. Ugh. Ugh. Twitter, the place where just hatred lives on every side. Every Coming from every angle, just people going nuts. I might Let's see how this goes. I don't know. Let's see if I even upload this. Uh, I just finished my second show tonight. I had a family show I had to do at 7 p.m. New Orleans time. And uh, that was fun. Those, those shows, sometimes it's kind of weird, you know, there's a bunch of kids in the crowd and the crowds aren't as packed. And then the adult shows are just packed. Just every seat's taken. People lined up all around the walls in the back and on the side. So it's pretty cool. And everybody seems to be having a good time. This last show was really fun. I was having so much fun with the crowd. I didn't even, I probably only got to, let me see. Let me see. As I'm rustling with paper, clearly I'm doing something, right? I probably only got to... Let's see what material I did. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did that, and then that. So yeah, I only did, did like over, I did probably like 33 minutes and I only did one, two, three, four, five, six bits. So saving a lot for the other shows, you know what I mean? Should be a good time. Crowds are so fun. I just, it's weird, you know? Stand up's such a weird thing. You're uh, very up and down. There were points in my career where it seemed like I'm about to be famous, and then obviously didn't happen. Then you get a TV show, and then you can't get anything for a while. And then you have all these reps, all these agents and managers who want to work with you, and then you don't. But I was just—I realized this. It's kind of a—I don't know. This is a—it should, it should be grateful, but I'm trying to be more grateful. But uh, when I first started, all I wanted to do was be a real stand-up comedian. That was my only goal, and I feel like other people who understood from a younger age how it works were like, oh, you gotta you gotta be an actor, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. All I wanted was to be a stand-up comedian, make my living, making people laugh. I thought that was like the coolest thing. And it's weird because like I have achieved it. <laughs> it's not, it's not what I, um, you know, it's like it's it's like kind of like never enough. You're like, oh crap! Like, well, I didn't want to be in this situation. It's like every situation, it's like, well, I want to be with my family more. Oh, I want to make more money or whatever. You know what I mean? I want to have some sort of control over my career. And I wish I was. You know, now it's like, oh, I wish I was on Netflix. I wish I was doing this. Or I wish I was doing that. Or you know, so it's just kind of weird because when I do take a step back and think about it, all I really wanted to do deep down was be a comedian and like a working comedian. And I think, you know what, that's totally fine. Now that I have a wife and kids, it's kind of just, that makes it, uh, I just feel like I have so many more people depending on me. Well, I feel like I do have more people depending on me. But also, 
uh, it's very expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive. If I was going along right now the way I am with, uh, and I didn't have a wife and kids, it would be so much easier as far as money and stuff goes. Um, so I'm trying to get this pod off the ground, you know what I mean? I would love it if I could just have this pod going and have plenty of listeners and whatever and, you know, I don't know, whatever, run ads or, uh, you know, here and there or just have people donating money. That'd be like my real goal is people donating like a buck, like people donating $1 a month at some point, but just have like enough of those people where it's like, oh, cool, like I can only go tour when I need to and I could keep building my fan base through this. Such a weird thing. I, when I was on TV and I had, I was in situations where I could have gotten a lot of quote followers online, I just, that stuff wasn't around. Or it was around and I got them and then those those things went away, like MySpace and Facebook's not like popular for, you know, that stuff anymore. I remember when Facebook became quote not cool for younger people. Cause I remember I was doing a bunch of colleges, 2011, 2012. That year was when I did the most school. I did 120 college shows in a year. And, uh, you know, I, I remember after shows, I'd be like, oh, hey, guys. At the end of shows, I'd be like, hey, guys, you know, if you like me, you know. I always hate, I hate doing it. Even at, at shows now, I, I promote this podcast at the end, and I, I can't stand doing it. I'm trying to figure out a funny way to do it. I, there's a way I've been doing it that has been getting, like, a laugh, but I just, I hate wasting the audience's time with, hey, do something for me, and here's a speech about my podcast. You know what I mean? I just hate it. So if you enjoy the podcast and you know anyone that you think will enjoy the podcast, please share it with them. Oh, yeah, if you can rate it five stars if you haven't yet, please go take 10 seconds, rate it five stars, leave a review, subscribe. That helps way more than you know. So anyways, um, and you know, these podcasts are pretty, I feel like, I'm going to be honest with myself, I feel like some of these are probably pretty pretty inconsistent right now, you know? I'm still trying to find my my footing and how I'm, how I'm going to do the episode. So I feel like some are probably a lot funnier than others. So if there's one that you really like, just share that one. You know what I mean? Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Facebook. So at the end of shows back then, I was doing a lot of colleges. And I'm like, hey, guys, if you like me, you know, my name's Jeff Keith, G-E-L-F-F-K-E-I-T-H. That's my, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that, or was it Instagram? Was I on Instagram back then? That's my Twitter. That's my Facebook. I think I would say, right? I don't know if Instagram was around. That's a thing. Instagram, I don't think was around. Um, or I wasn't on it. I don't know. So my point is, after these college shows, I would just say that. And I wasn't doing like a hard sell. But I'd go to my hotel room. And the next day or that night, I'd have, you know, 15 friend requests or 20 friend requests on Facebook or, you know, nine friend requests. Depends. Sometimes these college shows are big, you know, audiences. And sometimes they were just, you know, 30 kids in a weird coffee shop on campus. So anyways, I'd always see a bunch of friend requests come in. And then it's like everyone went home for Christmas break and the New Year's and all decided... I think they all found out that their parents were on Facebook or something, honestly, because I did that. Then, you know, next semester starts 2012, that semester, spring semester, whatever. Same thing. I'm doing a ton of shows. I'm promoting the shit out of, you know, uh, you know, I'm promoting, not promoting the shit out. I'm saying at the end of the shows, hey, like, follow me if you want. All of a sudden it went from, it's not like the shows got worse. Shows were still really good. It went from getting, you know, 6, 10, 12, 15, 20, 18 requests to 1, 0. And I was like, what's happening? You know what I mean? What's going on here? 
and I think it just became not and I started seeing articles come out oh this is Facebook people their parents are on it and it's not the cool thing anymore and obviously it's still doing fine but it's turned into a different thing you know uh, so anyways yeah I'm bad at promoting hate doing it but uh so let's see oh I was talking about the audience man I just love all the different people in the audience just having such a good time I really uh I feel like comedy used to bring people together like that was the whole point and then now all the you know late night comedians you know I think they're all funny and stuff I think Jimmy Fallon's really funny I think Kimmel's funny guy Stephen Colbert I think you know I used to love Stephen Colbert and uh let's face Conan Conan's really funny like if you listen to Conan's podcast um I don't listen to it all the time but every now and then I do Conan's a very funny guy and I was never a like a, one of those huge Conan fans or anything. Never disliked him, but he's super funny. They're all funny, but it's like they all, I feel like a lot of their comedy is just divisive now because it's so transparent how they all are politically, which it's fine to be, like, have your own views. It's just, I don't know, just, it, when, I just feel like when people are like, hey, one side's being attacked differently than the other side, it's just kind of a turnoff. Um, and comedy, I don't like comedy being divisive. I think it should bring people together. Obviously, there's going to be comics you know some people don't like dirty comedy that's fine and whatever but they don't listen to it you know what i mean and uh some people are gonna not like this type of comedy or that type of comedy but i don't know i just i just love especially on these cruise ships just the audiences are just from all over it's kind of like work in vegas a little bit because they come from all over you know this crowd these crowds that i'm you know i'm like oh where are you from tennessee i'm from you know mississippi i'm from louisiana like all stuff i just think it's great i grew up in southern california uh i mean there's all sorts of people there but i mean these people come from different cultures than i do you know what i mean like the southern culture and the deep south and arkansas you know, people are yelling at all that stuff and so it's um i don't know i just i just yeah, i just like being able to make people laugh who are uh, from all backgrounds, you know what I mean? There's like older people in there, there's younger people in there, there's, you know, black people, white people, and on this cruise, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Just black people and white people. But on other cruises, you get more like, uh, you know, Cubans and Puerto Ricans and stuff like that, Dominicans, and that's just mostly black people and white people from all these places so far that I've been. But uh, it's great. Even the shows, it sounds weird, but even the family shows or comics, uh, when you tell them about cruise ships, like, oh, you gotta do a family show, you know, and people are like, oh, fuck that. I've talked to comics like, fuck that, dude. Fucking no way. I'd never wanna do that. I mean, I'm not doing a show for kids. I'm just doing material of mine that's clean, so it's for adults. And the kids laugh too. Like, they laugh for different reasons. I choose certain material that I think they'll find funny for different reasons because I'm more goofy in it or whatever, but it's just cool. You know what I mean? I've had people come up to me uh they come you know back to my family show even though I, I usually repeat the family show i just kind of do mostly the same show a little different but most you know repeat a lot of it and uh people were like you will be like oh and then like you know their daughter's with them and they're like she just wanted to see you again she thought you were so funny you know the first time it's pretty cool you know what i mean obviously that's not my goal to be performing for children but i mean if you can make people laugh just make people happy it's a pretty cool thing. So, anyways, my point is, I think I set my goals pretty. I don't know. I don't know if I did. I set them low. I feel like that's a high goal when you're not a comedian. You get to. I just want to be a working comedian, but 
now I achieved it and I'm like, shit, I need to have a special on TV. I need to be on the late shows. I need to do this. I need to do that. Like, so it's kind of interesting how uh, sometimes you don't fully understand what something is until you have it. So here's how I, oh, here's a quick fun story about how I know that I would always just want to be a comedian and that's it. When I was really young, I got noticed by a manager who uh, was a manager at Power Entertainment. Power Entertainment has now become Levity. Levity, they run the improv comedy clubs all over the nation. That's why they're all, all new ones are called Levity Live now. So uh, he, he saw me at some local contests in Orange County and he, was, he thought I had all this potential and stuff. And then he got me in front of one of the bosses at the Irvine Improv, the old Irvine Improv. And I did like seven minutes and she was like, yeah, he's funny. You know, he's got potential. I see what you see. So they bring me into this office. Um, in, and I'm, was I 19? So I think I was 20. I think I was 20. I had a, this is how I go to this meeting, guys. I had a hat that I had made at the mall that said Jeff Keith with an exclamation point. And I was wearing that backwards, like a trucker hat. And then it had my name you know stitched in I guess I got done at like a mall kiosk thought it was the coolest thing ever then I was wearing a button down like flannel shirt and then jean shorts like baggy jean shorts (laughs) and then probably if I remember myself correctly the Jordan 14s (laughs) like I think now that I think about I had those Jordan the Jordan like low top 14s or something Um, I wish I had access to the internet right now because I'd look it up that's what I wore to this meeting like low socks, just probably had my my calves shaved. I used to shave like my from the knee down because I still played basketball a bunch, you know. Because in my head, I'm still gonna get taped up at some point to play a game. <laughs> so that's what I wore. So I'm sitting at this, you know, conference table with this window overlooking, you know, the city. I think it was in Century City or something. I don't even remember where it was. Somewhere just in the heart of entertainment, right? And the lady who was like the boss lady who saw me, I won't say her name because bad history at this point, but um, she goes, you know, and the, and the manager who saw me originally, he was there. And uh, she, all these suits, just everybody around this table was wearing suits. And she's like, Jeff, this is Joel so-and-so. He does TV uh, and this is so-and-so and he does film and this is so-and-so and they do lit, which you know, like writing, like literary. And you know, this is blah, blah, blah. They do stand up and whatever and this and that. And then, so she introduces all these people who are clearly there to meet me, right? And they, uh, she tells me what they all do and they all do these different things of entertainment. And then she goes, so she goes, what are your goals? Like, what do you, what do you, you know, want to do with your career? And they're hoping I say, I want to be, uh, have my own TV show, or I want to be in movies, or you know, all this stuff. And I also write. Like, that's what they want to hear, probably, because they just introduced all these people who are taking time out of their day to sit and meet with me, some 19, 20 year old kid, who with a backwards hat on with his own name on it, with an exclamation point. So, this is my answer to that. In front of all these people, I go, I just want to be a comedian. And then they're just like, huh? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I just I just always want to be a comedian. I just want to be a comedian. I want to be the best stand-up comedian possible. I just want to do stand-up. And they're like, oh. They go, so you don't want to like act or anything? And this is this is where all the money is, if anyone doesn't know this. Unless you just blow up somehow and you're, you know, Russell Peters and who's really funny and really nice guy. But like, you know, he blew up and he could just do stand-up. He makes tons, you know what I mean? But there's there's people like that, but 
for most, the money is like getting into movies, getting into TV. Like that's how people know who you are because millions of people see that stuff. So they kind of try and lead me into that after I give this horrible answer twice. And they go, so you don't want to act or anything? And I so confidently, so confidently was like, nope, that's the thing about me, you know? A lot of comedians, like they want to get into acting and all that stuff. But like, I just want, I'm a pure stand-up. I go, I just want to do stand-up. And they were just like, okie dokie. <laughs> I said this like I know all comedians and their, you know, their motives and how they, they're all trying to be actors and they're using... I think I was thinking of the actors in L.A. who do try and use stand-up just in, as a way to, you know, work on being in front of a crowd and shit like that because that is a thing and there's a lot of crappy comedy in L.A. and people who cannot do comedy anywhere else and they're not using it because they really love stand-up they're just like i want to do my there used to be a thing i don't know if there still is where i'm sure there is like your seven minute industry set like just do you just get the seven minutes and you work it all over the place and then that's when the industry sees you and they know who you are and then you use that set and whatever and it gets you stuff it gets you a development deal with the network and all stuff and so there was like a stigma about la comics that they only have seven minutes and the re the thing that sucked is i was from southern california so I hated it because I just wanted, when I was young, I just wanted to work the road. That's all I wanted to do is work the road, go to the clubs, you know, and, and get strong and get better at stand-up. And um, so I, I wasn't one of those people. I was always writing. I was always trying new material. And I hated it because that stigma that st or stereotype about L.A. comics, a lot of it was true. There were a lot of L.A. comics who didn't have even 20 solid minutes to do on the road or 30. I mean, really you need 30 to do the road because as a feature, as a middle act, most road clubs make you do 30. So, and it has to be funny and it, and it can't be like LA jokes, you know? There's a lot, that's, now I'm just going another tangent. I'm going like tangent after tangent after tangent. My, uh, the first time I realized that I needed to really work on what I was writing was the first time I went out of the state to do stand-up, I went to this comedy contest in Lincoln City, Oregon. Okay, this is a town, I don't know what it looks like now, it was at the Chinook Winds Casino in Lincoln City, Oregon. And uh, I remember there's a bunch of just like road dogs that were in this thing. Guys, the guy that wanted, I think, had been doing stand-up for like 35 years. And I made the finals and that pissed off a lot of people. I made the semi-finals, I think I had like a decent set um, at the beginning, the first round, and then the semifinals, I had a I had a really good set, and then I beat out all these people who thought that they should be, you know, because I've been doing stand up eleven months at the time, and they've been doing stand, and this is like eleven months, not even hitting it hard like every night, and uh, probably more like five or six months of hitting it really hard, and they've been doing, you know, I beat out people that have been doing it eight nine years and stuff like that, and they're already working clubs, you know, all over the country. So they were pissed. And then the finals, I ate shit because I didn't want to keep, I didn't want to repeat my material. I didn't have a lot of material. So in the finals, I had like some of my best jokes. I had this joke that was about like In-N-Out Burger, right? In-N-Out is a fast food chain. I mean, now I think there's some, there's one or more in Vegas and whatever. But the point is, I wasn't even savvy enough to just switch it up and be like, I'll just make this uh, McDonald's, you know what I mean? Because the whole joke was about when someone's number get called before yours or something, but I had, but it was about in and out. So in my mind, I'm like, oh man, I can't do that. I had another joke about 
um, in Southern California, mostly like the Inland Empire area, like east of LA, there people were putting stick-on bullet holes on their cars, and this was like one of my bits, you know, like this got a good laugh because people knew what I was talking about when I brought it up. It was observational, so like they knew about it, right? So I had these two bits that were like in my head at that time, killer bits, right? Like these, these were great bits, and I just couldn't do them there. Like I realized very quickly, oh, there's no In-N-Out burger anywhere near here. There's not even, a Mc- I don't even think there was a McDonald's. Um, it, so I'm just like, okay, so they're not, I didn't even never, I never even thought about it. I'm like, they're never gonna know what I'm talking about, right? Um, and then the stick on bowl holes, I'm like, yeah, they're not gonna get that either. Like, I don't see anyone with that on their car, so this is not a thing. There's not even a ton of people up here compared to LA where you're on the freeways and there are all these super wide six lane freeways and there's all these cars and yeah, even if not everybody had it, you saw it, you know, it was a thing going around. So I realized like early on that I wanted to do stuff that, sorry, my computer uh, started to close. I wanted to do stuff that people could relate to. So then I started talking more about myself and all that. So, all right. Let's see how this goes. Enough babbling. That was pretty good babbling, though, if you think about it. That was solid. That was a solid 20 of babbling. Um, did I mention rate the podcast five stars? I was totally going to go eat after my show, and then I was going to do this podcast, but then I realized my internet might cut out. So I got to get this up now because what, this is my plan, all right? I'm going to go on Twitter, like I said earlier, the haven for hatred and uh, see what's trending, right? We could talk about that. So Luke Walton was trending um, because apparently a reporter accused him of sexual assault from five years ago. Okay, now I lost it. Where is it? Oh my God, did I really just do this? Where's Luke Walton? I'll just type in Luke Walton. So, cause I, I have, this is like a touchy subject and I have a son and a daughter and I think the whole, should I, I'm gonna play if I could find this thing of this lady. Oh, here we go. Here, I, now I clicked it. Cause there's a video of concluding investigation. Cause this lady gives like a, here, I'm gonna play this. I'll play this one and we'll see if you guys think, is it believable, is it not believable? I don't even know if it's gonna play actually. My internet's so bad, come on. All right, fuck it, whatever. The point is, with these situations, right, the he said, she said, or she said, he said, or he said, he said, whatever it is, right, I just feel like there's so many situations that people put themselves in when it's private where there's no witnesses, so there's no way to know, unless there's a text message or some sort of trail of, like, someone being like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I tried to force her to have sex with me or you know what I mean like which, why would they put that because then whatever but it's just weird you know like another thing I hate before I get into this Luke Walton's a celebrity this lady's really not she's a sports reporter I guess um, so I mean maybe she's a minor celebrity but Luke Walton is way more well known his dad's a Hall of Fame basketball player he played in the NBA for a long time. He won multiple championships. He was on the Lakers. He's a coach. He coached the Lakers. He was a, a coach on the uh, Golden State Warriors, an assistant coach. So, like, this guy is a much more high-profile person than she is. And what I don't like is when people think they know somebody just because they've seen them on TV or, like, on movies or in sports, whatever. You know what I mean? I used to – one of my – let's go back to some of my old jokes – 
um, what, remember when Kobe Bryant got accused of uh, of raping that girl in Colorado, right? The hotel. Um, I'm not saying he did it or didn't do it, but it was just at the time it was, I thought I had a joke about it because my parents, who were huge Laker fans, go, nah, Kobe doesn't look like the type of guy that would do that. Oh, I think it was because something came out like he tried to force uh, her to have anal sex, she said, or something, right? And my parents' response was, nah, Kobe doesn't look like the type of guy that would do that. And I used to do some bit about how, like, who looks like the type of guy <laughs> that would do that? You know what I mean? Like, you don't walk around in public or at the mall like, oh, that guy looks like he tries to, you know, anally rape people. Definitely. Look at his face, you know? So... I don't I don't like that I don't like this weird assumption that you know somebody just because you've seen them in the public eye and that is how people work it sucks you know what I mean if your favorite actor gets accused of something I hope this chair squeaking is not being too annoying if your favorite actor gets accused of something you're gonna you're just gonna want to not believe it because you already like that person you know what I mean or if something comes out about your favorite whatever sports player or something you you know you don't your athlete sports player how old am i i'm weird if your favorite sports player something comes out favorite athlete i gotta get back into the voices i think i'm so exhausted right now um so anyways my point is this lady i listened to a couple little clips that were on twitter when i had better service earlier basically she said he was supposed to she asked him to write the forward to her book and then he was like, oh, let's go to my hotel room, basically. She already knew him pretty well. Obviously, she was asking him to write the forward to her book, so she didn't think much of it. So she says that when they're in the hotel room, he, like, pinned her arm. He got on top of her. Luke Walton's, like, 6'8", by the way. Dude is not a little dude. She had he pinned her arms back, and then he was, like, kissing her on the face and the neck and the chest, and she was telling him to stop, and he was laughing. That's like the gist of what I got from Twitter, okay? I was not able to open full articles, but I listened to her um, her little press conference thing that was like four and a half minutes long. So here's my whole thing with this. I have a son and a daughter, and I'm going... Uh, first off, I'm worried for both of them because as obviously for my daughter, I don't want my daughter to ever be sexually assaulted. I know people, they're very close to me that have been sexually assaulted. Uh, and... You know, and even if I didn't, by the way, I wouldn't want my daughter to be sexually assaulted. But so th I'm, I'm going to have to tell my daughter, like, you can't don't put yourself in situations where, you know, you you, you how do you even phrase this? Like, you don't say I like, bring a friend with you everywhere. But the, th the thing is, if you're going to get intimate with somebody, you really should. You really need to know that person to where you're 100% comfortable with them. And I know, like, I guess you can never be 100% comfortable with anybody, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I married my wife. You know, maybe someday uh, she cheats on me. I don't fucking know. I don't think so. That's the whole reason I married her, right? Like, we're supposed to be together forever. But, uh, you know, but so you can never, I guess, fully know somebody. People get blindsided all the time. But my point is, don't, like, I'm going to tell my daughter, like, you know, always like make sure you see who poured your drink. I'm a, I really want my kids to be better with alcohol than I was personally because I didn't grow up in like a family that really drank. So when I started to drink, I was very reckless with alcohol. I didn't know how to, you know, monitor it. I got I had way too many nights in my life where I was just very, very drunk. Um, so I definitely don't want my daughter to be like that. I don't want my son to be like that either. So, I mean, along with my wife, we're just going to have to teach my daughter to be really smart not put herself in situations where she can't protect herself and all that because you know if somebody does something there's nobody around and all she has is her word 
I mean, th that's tough. That's t it's so hard to prove is my point, right? So the best you can do is just avoid those situations the best you can. And the same goes for my son. Like, I don't want, people always, you know, especially lately, not people, all people, but some people are always like, oh, you know, you have to believe every woman's story and oh, you can't question a woman's story. It's like, well, I 100% think that a bunch of women are sexually assaulted and it's not reported. I do think that's true. At the same time, this believing people just based on their gender is ridiculous, especially when they're going after, you know, they can just go after somebody. Forget women, people have scorn. You know what I mean? People can want to get revenge on somebody. So how horrible would it be if your son did nothing and was accused of something horrible? You know what I mean? So both my kids just have to be as smart as possible when it comes to situations like that because I watch that whole lady's statement and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe she's telling 100% the truth. And I could, there's always like ways you could pick things apart. Like, well, she really skipped to them, you know, being on the bed. Like, how did it just happen out of nowhere? And then there's always like the, why didn't you report her right away and stuff? It's like, you know, in her situation, it seems like she's a reporter. She's on, she's young. She was 24, 25 at the time. And this is Luke Walton. And he was uh, an assistant for the Golden State Warriors at the time. So this guy's already been in the NBA, won championships, famous, high profile. Like, she, you know, she, she's probably thinking about her career. Like, I can think of a million reasons why she uh wouldn't come forward you know what i mean but the thing is is like you just kind of have to like i don't see another way around if somebody does something you have to come forward right away uh as hard as it is i have no idea how hard it is it seems like it's got to be super hard you got to come forward right away and uh yeah i don't know but again my back to my original point what if somebody accuses your son of something and he did nothing that would that would kill me like that would kill me if my son did nothing and then it's just attached to his name for the rest of his life and people or people think he did it just because he was accused of it so it's just such a serious thing you know luke walton seems like a nice guy i don't know luke walton this lady seems like she's you know seems nice i don't know her either it's just such a weird weird thing and i, I don't like when people take sides if they have no inside information on any of it you know what i mean people are just like no nah, no way man luke walton dude okay luke walton Lakers, <laughs> like fucking Luke, baby. Like he wouldn't have done that, or like she probably wanted it, bro. There's like those people too. She probably wanted it, bro. It's fucking Luke Walton, man. I'd fuck Luke Walton if I was a chick. Like there's those guys, and then there's you know the people that are just probably like, uh, oh no, man, you got to believe her. Definitely believe her. Like why would she lie? Why would she lie? It's like I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know why she'd lie. I don't know the ins and outs of her relationship with Luke Walton. I don't know. I'm not saying she's lying. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I don't know, and I feel like more people need to say I don't know. All right, well, that was very serious. What else is trending on Twitter? This might be the last time I do this. Uh, oh, Disney Plus starts streaming November 12th. Let me tell you something, guys. I need to listen to my wife more. Months ago, maybe like a year ago now at this point, my wife goes, buy Disney stock because they're going to have their own streaming platform and they're going to take all their stuff off of Netflix. And I was like, all right, I'll look into it. And I think a Disney stock was at like $109 a share or something at the time. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, babe. I think we've already missed the boat on that one. People already know. If you know, then people already know. That's where I came across on that. So I don't know what it's at now because I can't open my stock app. But I do see that just like a little while ago, it was up to like 140 something dollars a share. So a solid 25% increase. Would have been nice if I would have put some money in there, but of course I didn't. Should have listened to my wife. So that's trending now. I guess Jeff Goldblum's got his own show on Disney+. Plus. 
Uh, let's see. I don't even know trending. Lizzie McGuire. This is this is so tough. I need to get some more. <laughs> I need to get some some actual news stories so we can. Uh, 13 Reasons Why 3 is coming out. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Michael Irvin, let's see what he's trending about. I might just have to click on the politics trending because that stuff's always juicy. Oh, did my internet cut out? I think my internet might have cut out. Oh, there it is. Michael Michael Irvin is pumped for Miami versus Florida. This is just a video of him being pumped. All right, not into it. Not into it. News. Here we go. President Trump's depiction in the masterpiece is inspiring other versions, and then that just went away. Okay, great. Seth Moulton ends his bid for the presidency. Who's Seth Moulton? Who's this guy? Is this Democrat or Independent? The Massachusetts congressman in the latest is the latest Democrat to drop out of the 2020 presidential race, and is expected to announce his departure from the race in a speech on Friday. Isn't that always funny? Like somebody who no one—I mean, I actually did have heard of this guy. I couldn't remember where I'd heard of him, but. Isn't that like no? Like you're not you're dropping out because you have no chance, and you're like I'll do it in like a formal speech. Like I'll gather my closest friends <laughs> and do a speech. Like dude, no one's gonna see the speech. I didn't even realize you're one of the people running. No one cares. I think all these people. I, I don't know. I, I can't shouldn't say all these people. I think some of these people just run for president, so maybe they can get on like a debate stage. Maybe they break through, but but for the most part, they get to say like former presidential candidate. You know what I mean? Former presidential candidate Seth Moulton. Like, he'll always be former presidential candidate Seth Moulton. Sure, he came in 27th out of 26 candidates, but whatever. So, Congressman Seth Moulton is running for president. The Massachusetts representative had a difficult time generating enthusiasm in a crowded field. He's the fourth Democratic candidate to exit the race. All right, here's, here's where I think this podcast idea could be kind of fun. Let's see what the responses to the tweet are. If my phone would load. Come on. This is such a pain in the ass. I think my internet might have finally cut out. Okay, and we're back. I purchased the internet so I could get those tweets to load, but apparently... The internet is not working still, so that is a big cliffhanger for you guys. Whoa, what a great cliffhanger. What did people say about the Seth Moulton tweet from NPR? We will pick up where we left off. I will put out another podcast right after this. We'll do a double drop, I guess, because now I know the anticipation is going to be crazy for what people tweeted about the Seth Moulton thing and my reaction to it. So anyways, thanks so much for listening, guys. I'll put out another one right after. Whenever this one comes out, there will be another one that comes out right after this, and it'll continue. Please rate the podcast five stars. Okay, this is the jankiest podcast setup ever with weak-ass internet. It's 11.11 where I am. Make a wish. Thank you for the time to my daddy.